Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode 328. The, uh, everybody wants to be making noise episode. It's so noisy in my neighborhood. On this side, I'm pointing over here just for your reference. There are children. They're noisy. On this side, I'm pointing to the other side. Uh, <clears throat> they're cutting down some trees. So, chainsaw going from time to time. And then a block over... Um, they've been tearing up like a half mile of the road and putting in some new sewer line. So now they've just worked their way down to the block, just down from my house. So all the, you know, the equipment's driving around. It's very noisy. I've done my best to insulate you from it. Uh, hopefully we have done the job. Welcome to the show. Um, if you're here, that means you're listening. Hi. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We have uh, over at the uh, YouTubes, because we got that, we got that, YouTubes, uh, some more Dragon Quest Nine, and we did a stream of Tengami uh, on Monday night. Finished that game, and it should be up at the time you are uh, checking this out, if you want to give that a peek. Um, I was just opening up a tab to go and get some stuff situated. And Senator Mike Lee of Utah made a quick escape when asked about recently published text messages revealing his involvement in the plot to overturn the 2020 election. I'm going to watch this little tiny clip and see if he tries to, like, jump a hedge. Like, um... Oh, what was his name? Why can't I remember the dude's name? Devin Nunes. Let's see. No, no. Did not jump a hedge, but... Pretty much ran over an old lady, so good job, Mike Lee. Anyway, uh, we're going to look at a game. We're going to have something different for reviews today. And, um, yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on ahead from there. Okay? Don't, don't be like Mike Lee. That's bad. Don't do it.
for years. Jafar, the Sultan's evil advisor, has sought a magic treasure, a single lamp that holds the key to the greatest power in the world. With this goal in sight, Jafar learns that the only person in the world can claim the magic lamp from the dreaded Cave of Wonders. Uh, one whose rags hide a heart that is pure, a diamond in the rough, you might say. Join Aladdin, whoever he is, and his pet monkey Abu as they race through the marketplace toward their date with destiny. Watch as Jafar tricks our hero and his friend into retrieving the lamp from the dangerous Cave of Wonders. But Aladdin and Abu outwit Jafar, releading the power of a wacky blue genie. Aladdin will have the chance to spoil Jafar's devious plans and win the hand of the beautiful princess Jasmine. But it will take more than magic to make his wishes come true. I don't know what happened to the translation in the second paragraph there. This is Aladdin, an action game for the Super Nintendo, developed and published by Capcom back when they did such things, released in 1993. It is uh, released alongside with Aladdin for the Genesis, which I know nothing about. Um, this was requested by Mrs. Ragnats, uh, and uh, I played it, so hopefully it wasn't too bad. I uh, never played this um, when I was a youngster. Uh, I never really liked Disney tie-in games all that much. It's never, uh, never really cared for them. And I think part of the problem was, yeah, like the Capcom ones that were pretty decent and then Virgin made a bunch I think they were in charge of especially like the Lion King game and the Lion King game is terrible but I did play um, like DuckTales and uh, Rescue Rangers and stuff like that and um, Little Mermaid so I guess I played most of them but yeah I don't know it's fine they're not look it's it's fine
So last week we talked a little bit about a ground, and uh, we listened to some music, which I was surprised was as easy to find um, as it was. And while a ground does have a uh, um. While the ground does have a GameFAQs page, there's no reviews uh, for a ground on GameFAQs. So, GameFAQs. Uh, so I just searched for a ground reviews, and it led me to Steam. So first time ever on the show, we're gonna. And the Steam ones are weird. I. You will see how this goes. <clears throat> it doesn't just like aggregate them. Kind of, sort of. If you've seen Steam, you know it's either recommended or not recommended, or kind of recommended, or this is positive, or mostly overwhelming, or whatever, whatever. So, according to the little box in the top, holy hell, there's a spaceship? I didn't play the game that far. Um, you can buy a ground for $15. I played it on Congregate for free. Anyway, uh, very positive, overwhelmingly positive. That's what this says. So I uh, scroll down here to the reviews, and we'll take this one. Okay, um, Phonon fifty eight ninety one said on April twentieth, which is today, uh, two years ago, twenty twenty. So for twenty twenty twenty, that poor guy. Uh, not recommended. Played at 11.3 hours. I guess that is kind of nice. Steve will tell us how long someone played. Different, promising take on the Terraria formula, but suffers from death by a thousand cuts. There are no truly glaring faults, but in the end, the minor irritations add up to an unfun, grindy, and player-hostile experience. Pros, Imho original take on the usual collect crave survive 2D adventure RPG formula. Which, in 2020, wasn't really all that old. Um, enjoyable tutorial area and first few quests to do, uh, do a good job introducing the mechanics. And decent story with two different main quest, main quest paths. Tech and magic oriented. Uh, cons. Awful combat mechanics. Every other enemy hit micro-stuns player and a lot of enemies have strange hitboxes. Player movement is stiff and robotic, which feels out of place in a Terraria-like game. Bad gear possession, progression, excuse me, coupled with difficulty spikes equals hours of frustration. Later quests are confusing and often unclear. At least three of the 11 hours I've played were wasted looking for items these quests required. Choices with consequences, plus sudden boss fights, plus locking out content without warning does not pair well with a single save file system. Didn't know about any of that, but I will agree. No shared global inventory store, so frequent island hopping and grinding for mats becomes unavoidable. I don't know what you need mats for. Uh, planetary bombardment with little to no warning. Vague mentions of how they are coming don't count. Wipes out your progress and settlement. Hope you like grinding. The first two hours were pretty fun, but everything after that became increasingly frustrating. Note to self, next time try the demo before wasting your time and money. And uh, 27 people found that review helpful. So let's, um, should we do a, 
Let's do a, a positive one, and let's do one from this day. And we'll take at random this one. Oh, this one's very short. Uh, Progeneth, Progeneth, excuse me. Um, 119.2 hours, 47.3 hours at review time. November 24, 2018 says, I'm amazed at the time and dedication the developers have given to this game. I first played this game about a year ago, and when I found it again, it was like an entirely new game. It's wonderful. I should probably check that, see if it's drastically different. I don't know. I remember the graphics being kind of pixely and pretty good. Um, I don't remember the music very much, but listening to it when we were working on the show last week, the music's pretty good. Uh, I do remember not really liking the gameplay much. I think I remember the, it being kind of stiff. Um, like that one guy said it was kind of robotic. I think I can kind of sort of feel that. I can't tell you how long I played because I didn't play it on Steam. Like I said, played it on Congregate, so, uh, I guess if you like the terraria kind of thing this might be something you want to check out maybe i don't know today. The music clips are short. The review is short. Let's see if the news can make up for it. Oh, there's there's many words. So many words. I'll bet there's at least 28 of them. There's no number bigger than 25, so that makes that really uh, uncomfortable. Our lead story, let someone else eat cake. That'll show them. Hey, spoiler alert, I read this one already. I'm sorry. I've just had the page open when I was finishing my dinner. I'm like, I'm going to read the news, and I read the wrong news. A birthday party for an employee at Gravity Diagnostics. Oh no, my gravity's not working. Quick. In Kentucky, uh, it cost the company $450,000. 
Look, I don't like celebrating my birthday, but if I'm going to get $400,000 out of it, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, but it wasn't an expensive cake and decorations that ran up the bill, WLKYTV reported. That's Wolkie. The employee, whose birthday fell on August 7th, oh, is it okay, asked the office manager days before to forego the usual celebration because such affairs trigger his anxiety disorder and, quote, being the center of attention, unquote, would cause him to suffer a panic attack. However, let's see where this is going, the manager went ahead with planning a lunchtime to-do in the break room. You can't have a to-do in Kentucky. You, no, you get a shindig. You get a, you get a hoedown. But no, a to-do, that's, that's, no, you don't have a to-do in Kentucky. Um, uh, planning lunchtime to-do in the break room, which caused the guest of honor to flee to his car to eat his lunch. The next day, this is where it takes a turn. The next day, the birthday boy was called into a meeting and scolded for his reaction and was later fired, quote, because of the events of the previous week. According to a lawsuit he filed against the company. Anyway. In the suit, the former employee said the company didn't accommodate his anxiety disorder and caused him to suffer a loss of income and benefits and emotional distress and mental anxiety. The Kenton County jury agreed and awarded him the six-figure amount. Think about that. Hey, uh, boss? Uh, yeah. Well, you know how you guys do, like, birthday parties and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, look, I really don't do well in like parties and stuff. So, uh, can we like just like skip it? Mmm. And then, you know, later on, the party. And then the guy says, I, I gotta go by. And, and then you get called in. Like, you weren't a very good uh, <laughs> guest, guest at your own party. You know, you you were a terrible attendee to your own party. You were fired. We're gonna throw you a party you don't want, force you to attend, and then when you don't, we're gonna fire you for poor attendance to the thing that you didn't want in the first place. Way to go, gravity diagnostics. It is a dirty job, ladies and gentlemen. Our next topic in Australia, Queensland's Bill Edgar. Oh no, man with two first names. He is known to some as the Coffin Confessor. Okay. As such, Edgar shows up at funerals and speaks for the deceased, telling off family members, setting friends straight, and delivering bad news about beneficiaries. News.com.au reported on April 14th. I want this job. That'd be great. Um, but Edgar's job doesn't stop there. Oh, tell me more. His services, for which he charges $2,000 to $10,000, have expanded to removing items from the deceased's home that they'd rather the family not see. I really want this job. Quote, could be sex toys, messages of hate, love, or whatever it is they've written down. They want that removed from their web browsers. One gentleman had a sex dungeon in one of his bedrooms, and that gentleman was 88 years of age, believe it or not, Edgar said, but in an Australian accent, which I won't do. He even delivers his services in the United States and United Kingdom, and he said Paramount has picked up the story for a movie. Look, not everything makes a good movie. This is going to make a terrible movie. 
they're gonna put like Adam Sandler in it. It's gonna be bad. Location, location, location. <coughs> Excuse me, got a tickle there. I'd still do the job. Anyway, according to a Washington Washingtonian, Washingtonian, Washingtonian. There we go. It's too many toads. Uh, that's a magazine. A five-bedroom house for sale in Fairfax, Virginia, listed for $800,000, will, quote, go quickly in a neighborhood where many homes sell for a million or more. It's not in great shape, granted, but the biggest drawback, the home has, quote, a person's living in lower level with no lease in place, and prospective buyers can't see the lower level. Listing agent Zinta K. Rogers Rickert said the basement resident has, quote, weaseled her way in and does not pay rent, and the current owners can't, quote, emotionally deal with the eviction. Nevertheless, the house already had attracted at least one offer with more expected. Rogers Rickert helpfully drew a picture of the basement from one potential buyer and said it's in no worse shape than the rest of the house. Except for that squatter, of course. I have questions. I have questions. Now, where did I put that? On April 11th, ITV News reported that a dead body had been left in a side room at the Diana, Princess of Wales Hospital in Grimsby, England, for four days. That's the name of the hospital. Diana, Princess of Wales Hospital. It's a little much. Uh, once discovered, the body was removed to the hospital's mortuary and the deceased's family was notified. Officials, who did not reveal the identity of the body, have launched an investigation and offered their apologies to the patient's family. Speaking of dead people being left in side rooms, um, there's, there's a box of mom in the office at work right now. Uh, a gentleman's mom passed away, was cremated, he wants the urn buried, and uh, he's like, I gotta go back to Vegas, so uh, what do I do? Do, what do I do? So I just leave her here. If you're comfortable with that, we're happy to do it. So, yeah, there's a there's a box full of mom hanging out by the printer. Can you tell that like this is a job I'm fairly comfortable with? Uh, the tech revolution. It may have been April 1st, but it was no April Fool's prank. Oh, well, then that's unfortunate. A San Francisco police officer approached an idling car with its headlights off around 10 p.m. and saw that it was empty, SF Gate reported. That's when the car moved forward, crossed the intersection, and came to a stop with its emergency flashers on. As it turned out, the AV, or autonomous vehicle, was operated by crews and was just trying to move into a safe position before yielding to officers. An officer contacted crews personnel and no citation was issued, because there's no driver apparently, and the company explained uh, all that in a statement. A maintenance team was dispatched to take control of the vehicle. So it's just stopped. Idling, no lights. Cop walks up, it like goes to make a getaway, but then stops. Yeah, self-driving cars, great idea. I can't tell you how excited I am for them to be in every home. Except not, I'd do anything for a frosty, registered trademark, 
David Stover, 57, has been telling workers at the Bunnell, Florida Wendy's restaurant that he's an undercover DEA agent ever since his buddy who worked there left in an effort to continue getting a discount on food, ClickOrlando.com reported. The store manager told investigator Stover would even flash a badge when asked for proof. Unfortunately for the fast food fan, the badge was a concealed carry permit, and police were called to Wendy's on April 11th because Stover was arguing with the staff. He was arrested for impersonating a law enforcement officer. Should have said he was like with the health department or something. Uh, the job of the researcher in preparing to reconstruct Paris's Notre Dame Cathedral after a devastating fire in 2019, scientists have discovered a sarcophagus that may date to the 14th century, France 24 reported. This is the second story of misplaced dead people in the news this week. It was buried 65 feet underground among the brick pipes of an old heating system and extracted from the cathedral on April 12th. They were able to look inside using an endoscopic camera where they saw a skeleton, a pillow of leaves and fabric, among other items. That's not a good way to build that sentence. Lead archaeologist Christoph Besner um, notated, or excuse me, notated that, quote, if it turns out that it is in fact from the Middle Ages, we are dealing with an extremely rare burial practice. France's Institute of Forensic Medicine, the FIFM, will study the body and contents of the sarcophagus and try to determine the social rank of the person. They used to have it, like, engraved in your bones, I guess. Afterward, it will be returned, quote, as an anthropological asset and could possibly be reinterred at Notre Dame. So I got a box full of mom. Notre Dame had just some guy in the basement in that hospital, Diane's Princess Welsh hospital tour, whatever it was. Just just had a dude in the hallway. Here's a not your ordinary quickie mart, a quote, convenience store, unquote, called, oh boy, Scrap DQs in Lumberton, New Jersey strip mall was selling more than scratch-offs and cigarettes, according to Yahoo News. In the know, customers allegedly surrendered their cell phones to an armed guard in a bulletproof vest and were scanned by handheld metal detectors before being shown into a back room where they could shop for marijuana, edibles, and psychedelic mushrooms with colorful packages mimicking popular food items such as Cheetos, Lifesavers, Nerds, and Skittles. Uh, the Burlington County Prosecutor's Office said all of such things. The store's owners, Matthew Quinn, 44, and Crystal Kane, 30, were charged in late March with possessing marijuana and psilocybin mushrooms, along with other offenses, and three employees were also charged. Is it not legal there? I guess not. And in related news, I guess, Rebecca Swanner, 60, owner of a home daycare in Garrisonville, Virginia, was charged with three counts of cruelty and injury to children as the result of three one-year-olds in her care going to the emergency room after eating what the sheriff's office described as, quote, goldfish crackers laced with THC the psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. The incident happened in early March. A Stafford County Sheriff's detective investigated and sent some of the crackers to a lab for testing where the presence of THC was detected. He could probably have just smelled them. NBC Washington reported that Swanner surrendered to the Sheriff's Office on April 14th and was released on bond. If you're going to put it like in fuse or whatever, why don't you do something crappy like goldfish crackers? Those are just disgustingly bad. 
And finally, can't possibly be true, Edward Draper and his son Rowan have set a Guinness World Record for hanging up 10 items of clothing, according to the SW Londoner. Well, good for you. The pair achieved the amazing feat at Turk's Head Pub in Twickenham, London, England in March. They hung up 10 items of clothing on wooden hangers in 56.87 seconds. Seriously? Question mark? Good on them for raising money for the British Heart Foundation, but geez, men might want to visit the laundry room more often. What the hell turn did that take? You guys hung up 10 things in less than a minute. Good job. But could you help out around the house? The ha ha. SW Londoner. Get out of here. Get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is once again that time of the show where we say that's the show. Uh, I want to thank you for giving it a listen. If you if you did, um, if you didn't, I don't know why you're here. It'd be a weird thing. I, do, I just show up for the outros, man. It's my favorite part. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. It is appreciated. If you want to check out videos of Aladdin, Aground, and all the other games we've talked about uh, before in the show... Um, you can do that. Go to uh, youtube.com or twitch.tv and just look up Jason's Groove Machine. You can also find me on Instagram where I post random crap. Uh, if you want to see more random crap that's usually a little more visceral. And, um, well, you know how you get sometimes on Twitter, you'll, a little thing will pop up and it'll say, are you sure you want to treat like tweet this tweet? None, most of your, most users don't talk like this. I say yes. 
every one of those. Send that. Anyway, um, you can find me on Twitter at Jason, G-R-V-I-N. And if you would like to buy me a coffee, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash electric left. I promise it will be a good coffee. I don't know buy that Starbucks swill. It's gross. Anyway, um, that's going to do it. I will see you guys next time. Oh, if you like the show, you know, leave a, leave a review, leave a rating. Tell a friend. Tell the friend that you don't want to be a friend anymore. Okay? That'll work great. Um, and have you seen the new Batman thing yet with what's his name? Uh, Pattinson? Can, okay, if you've seen it, if you've seen it, I want you to, to go to the Twitters, look me up, tweet at me, and tell me how many different accents Pattinson had in the Batman movie. Because I watched The Lighthouse, which I really enjoyed. But I swear, he had five different accents in that movie. So if you could fill me in, I'd appreciate it. Okay, now I'm really going to go. The music's going to play out. And then the microwave will do the beep beep. And then we'll go bye-bye.